millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Self Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. I'm Val Crawford, and you can find out more about why I've launched this club at valcrawford.com. I'd love for you to join it, and trust me, it's not like a cult or pyramid scheme. It's literally just a club where you can come hang out. It's going to be a fun time. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women who are doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self-love and self-care practices, and they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. Julia Matthews is an entrepreneur who started a blog with her sister Libby six years ago. After studying business, Julia found her passion becoming a nutritionist and starting businesses like Two Islands. Jules is hilarious and so relatable, openly sharing her struggles with anxiety, heartbreak and how she manages it. We are so lucky to have Jules share her story and empowering a girl boss advice on the Self Love Club podcast. Jules Matthews, thank you so much for hanging out on the Self Love Club podcast. And little P, your little puppy. Oh, she's so cute. How old is she now? She's uh, 13 weeks. I feel like I've always looked at like mums with their babies and you're like, how old? And they're like, 14 and a half weeks. And I'm like, it's like three and a half months, mate. <laughs> and I'm doing the same with her. I'm like, she's 13 weeks. But yeah. yeah. And uh, what kind of dog is she again? A boxer. She's so cute. She's pretty cute. Yeah, and a new addition to the family. New addition to the fam. I thought, you know, I'm just not having human children right now. I may as well just get a fur, a fur child. Yeah. So tell everyone about yourself and what you do. So um, I, a bit of background, I studied nutrition. Um, well, I actually studied business first and decided that that really wasn't for me. Um, and then I started studying nutrition with my sister, uh, younger sister Libby and I started up um, a blog like six years ago and it just happened with sharing recipes with family and friends. She was studying nutrition. So that's what I started studying as well. Cause I became really interested in it after hearing her talk about everything. And I moved to Sydney not long after that, um, with my boyfriend at the time and was studying nutrition over there. And yeah, everything kind of kicked off with the blog. Um, I think maybe before like People were blogging, but mm. it was before, it was just kind of when Instagram was taking off. Um, and yeah, things grew from that. And we had amazing opportunities and worked with some really cool brands. Um, we're ambassadors for Five Plus a Day, the charity, which is, was pretty cool when they asked us to do that because I'm such a huge fan of Five Plus a Day and what they do for the kids in New Zealand. Um, and finished my nutrition. I was then studying naturopathy, but I moved back to New Zealand, broke up with my boyfriend, moved back to New Zealand didn't want to keep studying, started up Two Islands, which is a food brand now that I run by myself. Um, turned a year old well on Monday. Well done. That's so cool. <laughs> which is crazy. Um, yeah, and that's me. So I'm just kind of running my own business. I'm in the middle of starting up a few other businesses as well. Well done. Which is really exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. So two islands, you have um, you have protein powders, you've got collagen at the mm-hmm. moment as well. And I remember when you sort of said you were doing it and I watched you, you were like, 
working away and it seemed like obviously you were working behind the scenes for a while but you launched it like you worked really hard and you launched that pretty quickly so well done yeah thank you it was um I think when you you know when you do something you love and it's so cliche like do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life which is actually not true um you, <laughs> you definitely work you definitely work but it doesn't you know it doesn't feel like it some people like have to drag themselves out of bed on a Monday and like oh I've got work whereas I I mean it's work is life and my life is my work and I really wouldn't have it any other way because I do truly love what I do mm. um and yeah it's taken a lot of hard work but nothing you know nothing easy nothing comes easy really yeah um but yeah I'm, I'm happy where I am definitely for sure that's cool and so how did you obviously with the background in nutrition and with the blog you guys were mm-hmm. doing a lot of recipes and things how did you decide to come to protein and the collagen like what was obviously you would have been like I can't find the products I want like what do I do mm, yeah um a lot of our audience were asking us for recommendations of you know, supplements or food products um because it is it's really confusing out there um for some people, you know, I think I take for granted sometimes that I have studied nutrition, um, but some people just don't really have any idea about basic nutrition. So we would have a lot of people asking questions, uh, recommendations for products. And I was found myself constantly recommending the same brands. And I was like, hey, why don't I bring out my own product um, instead of making other people money, make my own money? And that's literally how Two Islands came about. Initially, we were going to be, when I was living in Sydney, we were going to be uh, like a juice cleanse um and it was a completely different name and then we we're like no this is this is silly um and then basically had people asking us daily the recommendation of the protein powder and so that's how I was like okay we, we'll do a protein powder mm. and it took a lot of time formulating it because I know with plant proteins a lot of people can be like uh, they're gritty and grainy or whatever so I spent probably five months formula um going over formulations to get it to a point where I wanted to and then launched yeah this time last year, right before Christmas, I was like, I'll just do a soft launch. Won't make a big fuss out of it. Um, and yeah, it did. I was like, it's going to either going to be a flop or it's going to be great. And I'm just, yeah, lucky that it's gone. Well, yeah. I think when you're passionate about something and you have an idea, like you've got to go with it. Mm. But when you, when you believe in something and like when you're, I think when you're doing what you're meant to do as well, it just seems to work out. You know what I mean? Like obviously not just by itself, but if you believe in something and you know about it and you're passionate and you put the work in, it it does seem to work out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it can, it's not always, you know, there was, I, I thought I probably may have had maybe more products out or whatever by the, by, you know, a year down the track. Um, I mean, I'm working on new things. So things don't always perhaps go the exact path that you want, but um, yeah. And that it can be scary as well. You know, a lot of people say like, how did you, you know, just decide that you were going to do this? And I'm like, it's just cause I, it's what I wanted to do. Um, and I was just fortunate in a position that I could start something up. Yeah. What's it like working for yourself though? I mean, that's a lot of pressure on having to, you know, support yourself mm. with an income and then this business and, and it is a business. You've got to make money out of it. Yeah. So I went, um, when I was starting two islands up, I just moved back to New Zealand um, and I was living at home. So I was really lucky. I wasn't having to like to pay any rent. Um, and I was making money from Julia and Libby um, that I could kind of live off. And then I didn't pay myself, start paying myself from two islands until maybe May this year. Um, so I, I don't, I, I didn't really, can't really say I went without, like, again, I'm lucky I was living at home, 
Um, I'm not living at home now. Thank God I'm 32. Um, <laughs> That's okay though. If you've got to do these things, you know. Got- uh, and it was, I was like, I'm, I was like, this is, I'm so lucky that I'm actually in a position that I can live with my parents yeah. and I, and I can start this up. So moving back from Sydney, you had broken up with your boyfriend. And so out mm-hmm. of something quite, probably quite hard and heartbreaking, you were <laughs> able to pour your energy and you probably your hurt into something incredible. Um, yeah, actually it wasn't sad. <laughs> Well, that's good then. That's always good to hear. I'm not going to lie. No, it was, we're, we're actually really good friends now. Um, I have lots of love for him, but it was, you know, it was just one of those, and um, we were together for five years yeah. and we just kind of fell out of love. We kind of gr- did a lot of growing up together and um, yeah, I just decided we'd got back from a holiday and I was like, I actually don't want to be with you anymore. And I just literally packed my bags two days later, flew back home, mm. maybe cried two days. Yeah, that's normal though. (laughs) And then I was like, right, I need to put all my energy. I, you know, put so much energy into him. um, And I was like, I need to put my energy into something else. And then I was like, right, starting, starting this brand. So I had um, a really nice, I moved back just before Christmas. um, So I had a nice like summer with my friends and then I got kind of down to work of starting two islands up. Yeah. And so you were able to use that focus and this, like, I think I found that as well when you don't have a boyfriend anymore. You have so much more time. Oh my God. And like, I don't know how we manage to do stuff and have a partner. Like, it's like, I'm sure, I know you can do it, but like when you're starting something, I know I've appreciated not having someone because it's like, you can use all your energy and time. You're not having someone distracting you being like, let's do this or let's go out and do this, which is really nice. Mm. But it's like, no, I have to like lock myself in my room and work on this right now to build something, you know? Yeah, your priorities absolutely shift. Um, and yeah, as, as much as it, as nice as it is having someone, um, yeah, I think when you are trying to focus on your career or work, it's great. you just, you can be selfish. Yeah, definitely. And just only think about yourself and not have to worry about pleasing someone else or putting your time into someone else. So you'd studied business a bit and then obviously mm-hmm. you knew your stuff with nutrition and I guess you'd learned some business things through Julia and Libby with yeah. the things you were doing. So like, did you really, you obviously had a bit of knowledge and you just knew how to do things as well and learned on the go, but what was that like setting up a business on your own? Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no manual. Like I, half the time I didn't know what I was doing and I felt really stupid, even though God, I, yeah, I did study business. It's not, I guess, practical stuff as like, this is how you register a bit, you know, like it was, um, I asked around, like I just asked friends who had businesses and, and certain things that I had no idea that you even had to know when you were starting up a business and like legal things like trademarking and, um, you know, setting up accounts and just so many different things that no one that, yeah, there isn't a manual for. So uh, I always say to people, you know, they're like, how, how did you do it? And I'm like, you just have to ask and you can get like free mentors. Um, you know, there's services online and you can have a mentor. And I did have a mentor for a while, a guy that had worked um, in FMCG for years. He was really, he was like the boss of Tip Top and a few other um, really big New Zealand brands. And I was lucky to have him, um, on my side for a few months and I would see him every few weeks um, and just ask him questions for things. So I always recommend people you just ask because it's, it can, like I was doing it all by myself. So mm. it can be quite hard. And you're learning on the go as well. Yeah. So learning you- on the go. And yeah. So you're probably going to him and like in that time you hadn't seen him, you would have had all these questions written mm. all down and then he answers them all. And then you go and work away on the stuff that you need to get done. Is yeah. that sort of how it was rolling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so yeah, like what's it? What is it like though? Running a business completely on your own? Uh, uh, it's it can be quite isolating. I 
always, again, recommend people like working from home, I would get nothing done. I'm like, oh, let's clean the toilet instead of answering emails. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah. I, I always say to people, like, if you, uh, you know, if um, your budget allows, get into it. And there's so many shared spaces around now um, that it can be quite affordable. So having that motivation, like knowing you've got to get up and go to an office, mm. I find really helps me. So I know like, right, okay, today I'm getting up and I set my alarm. It's not like I can lie in bed and, and twiddle my thumbs. Like I actually know I've got to get up and go into the office um, and have things planned. And it's really nice having other like-minded people around um, and you can bounce ideas off each other, even if you're working in completely different um, industries. Um, so that's how I found, um, I really kind of got myself really motivated. Mm. Um, yeah. Cause you've got to self motivate yourself mm. You've got to do everything yourself. Like no one's telling you what to do. It's not like you're going to a job where you know that you have yeah. to go and you've and got or, tasks to work through. Mm. There's a boss above you, you know, like, yeah, it's like you're your own boss and you're your own everything. Like I literally do everything. So, um, having other people around, I find helps. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. I mean, it's like I said before, like work is my life and life is my work. So I don't ever kind of get to switch off. I'm always answering emails or customer queries. Um, and I do love that, but it can be like, I haven't actually had a holiday in over two years, like actually been mm. anywhere and had like a break and completely switched off. Um, how do you find that? Like, how do you keep yourself going? <laughs> Is there certain things you, you just, have to do? You, or? Uh, yeah, I just, I have to. I know if I don't, then if I don't do the work, no one else is going to do it. So therefore I have no business, no income and mm. like, I'll go live on the street. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you just have to do it. Yeah. But like, do you have practices in place so that you can, even though you're on the go all the time and you have to constantly work and you don't get the chance to have a holiday, do you have things that you do? Oh my God, Penelope, you're so cute. I wish everyone could see how cute she is right now. <laughs> Are there certain things you do that so that, you know, like whether it be like exercising or just like switching off at nighttime when you need to go to sleep, you know, there's certain things you do to help you like balance it or do you just kind of completely go with it? Uh, yeah, exercise is huge. I say that's like exercise is my therapy. Mm. So I've gotten back into running, which I love. Um, and I go boxing twice a week. Um, I was going to F45 for a while, but I've stopped that. I like to switch things up, but exercise is definitely like so key. So I fit that in when and where I can. Um, I'll go for like a run at lunchtime sometimes. Um, now that I have Penelope though, it's a little bit harder. Aww. Actually like a baby. Can't she'll really... be able to run with you one day. Yeah, <laughs> she'll be able to run with me soon. Um, exercise and then making time. You know, when I was in a relationship for so long, I really isolated myself and I didn't really have, I mean, I was living in Sydney, so I didn't naturally just didn't really have any friends anyway. Um, but really, yeah, I kind of shut myself off from everyone. So when I moved back to New Zealand, I was like, oh my God, I've got friends. Like this is so <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. And so definitely making time like for girlfriends, I've got a really strong um, group, close tight group of girlfriends that I can go to for absolutely anything um, and having them just to be there to like vent to or have a wine with or, yeah. or, or whatever um, I find super, super important. Um, and I've said to myself since I did move back to New Zealand, I was like, you know, next time I get in a relationship, I'm not going to, you know, some girls get in a relationship and completely yeah. you don't see them anymore because they're just hanging out with their boyfriend, which is fine. Um, but I found for me that wasn't great for my mental health after moving back and realizing, oh my God, it's so important to have like a, 
good support system around mm. you. It's just having things in balance as well. Mm. Like when one thing like I think and sometimes in some situations relationships can become codependent and it's just not healthy, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, you can't like also another thing is you can't place your happiness on somebody else because they can go and change things. Oh. And then you're like, I mean, <laughs> we've all learned from there. Well, oh, we've all been there. And then and then when things change, you're like, but you were that was making me happy and oh my god, you know, like what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> totally. And that's such a thing I think with age, you know, people are like, Oh, you don't rely on anyone else for your happiness and when you're younger, you're like, Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Um, but then your heart does get broken and you're like, Fuck, like, yeah. oh my god, I should have listened to it. Yeah, like fuck you. Yeah. Like I relied on you. Like and I think as well, I think you're similar to me in that way that you know, like we're quite kind, giving, loving people. And then when someone doesn't do it back, I'm like, you bastard. Yeah. Like I gave you my heart. Like, how dare you? You know what I mean? Like I'm just, when people don't think the same as you, you're like, uh-huh. I'm really, I'm really sensitive guys, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there are things you learn growing up and I guess, I mean, yeah, I'm just in awe of what you do with your business. It's just so crazy. Oh, thanks. I, I need a, I need a, not that I want to be like a big, big business person, like, but there's like certain things I need to learn, for, like, you know, certain things I need to do. And it's like, how do you, go? but, you, like but you're, you already, say, you're already doing what you love, you know, yeah. like I, I really wasn't working, you know, before I started studying nutrition, I was working as a workforce analyst for a, um, a power company. It was such a great job. And, you know, I could have had an amazing career from it had I continued on, but I was literally analyzing data on spreadsheets all day. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm. And you know, I liked it at the time, but then, you know, I did really find my passion within studying nutrition and helping other people and realizing that there are so many, like I said before, so many people out there that just have no idea when it comes to basic nutrition. And I find that really sad because, mm. um, you know, we don't, it's, I think the curriculums definitely change now from when I was at school, but we didn't learn anything to do with nutrition. Like cooking classes was, we made brownies. Yeah. Like, and like scones and like, stuff. Just crap. I mean, bloody taste delicious. Yeah, but, but not um, stuff you should be eating every day. No, not stuff that you should, you know, be have nice to learn how to to learn how to, you know, make like healthier um, foods. Or I think you know now actually though at schools like kids have they've got like gardens and they yeah you know, with the five plus a day curriculum I know that's great they teach kids you know what's in season and things like that but just really basic nutrition some people have no idea so um, that's what I loved about Jordan Libby and being able to like teach people also that healthy eating, like it doesn't have to be boring. Mm. And um, But I've definitely relaxed um, my stance on things since when I first started studying nutrition, I was such a Nazi with what I would eat. Um, and Were you really hard on yourself as well? Uh, no, not really. I was just like, I know that we should be eating this and we shouldn't be eating this. And I really went by what I kind of learned. And I'm like, you know what, if I want to eat a burger, I'm going to eat a burger and I'm not going to feel shit about it. And mm. I'm not going to put place any guilt on myself. Um, and I was so image conscious and needed, you know, I needed to be skinny um, for people to like me. And now I'm just like, I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, so that's a that's a process you obviously went through, but how did you manage to do that? Do you think it was just growing growing older? Yeah, I think yeah, definitely. I think just just growing older and um you know, I developed quite a thick skin um you know, by putting yourself out there on you know, social media or whatever. People think that they can have an opinion of you. 
and say what they want to say to you without actually realizing, oh, that's that's a human mm. that I'm saying mean things to. So I definitely developed a thick skin in the beginning. I would be quite offended if people would say mean things, but now. I mean, I don't really get any more, but if people do, I'm just like, this is your main comment says so much more about you than it says about me. Mm. Um, and I've just learned to just not really care. Like um, a, someone, I was on a panel the other day and they said, you know, what's one of your favorite quotes? And I said, those that mind don't matter and those that matter don't mind. Mm. And I so live by that. Like what my friends think of me, I see as, important somewhat mm -hmm. and though what those who have no idea of of who I am or what I'm about say about me I actually don't really yeah care. exactly it's like that their opinion doesn't matter because they don't actually know you anyway mm -hmm. and it's so easy to judge my god we all do it oh, it's so yeah. easy to look at a person and um and think of something about them in your head but um whether you want to say that or not is a completely different story and um yeah I've definitely learned to just kind of brush things off that people like mean things that people can say. That's good. You know, you managed to find your passion and what you mm. wanted to do. If there's anyone listening that hasn't quite worked it out or is in the process of working it out, what would your advice be to them? Like, how do you work out what you're passionate about and what you want to do? Oh God. Well, I only like I'm 32 and I only really figured out what I wanted to do when I was like 26. Mm. You know, people, there's so much pressure to finish school and go straight to university and get a degree and, um, and you know, I think obviously if you want to be like a lawyer or a doctor, obviously you, you, you need that. Um, <laughs> yeah. You kind of need to get onto that. Yeah. But, um, you know, certain things, it doesn't matter. And even if you do go and get a degree and figure out, I've got multiple friends that have gone and studied law and now are doing completely different things. You know, it's, I think we're always evolving and changing and growing and, what I wanted to do, you know, I don't practice, I don't work in a clinic and that's not what I want to do with my nutrition. I thought that's what I wanted to do. Um, but that all, that completely changed when I moved back to New Zealand and started mm -hmm. up to islands. And I'm like, no, I love creating things and starting businesses. So that's the path I think that I will take. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for people, yeah, that don't know, I mean, just don't, I don't think, put any pressure on yourself um, if you're working in an industry that you don't like you know if you absolutely hate it well then you know go and speak to other people and um, you know if if you have an interest in something go and find out a bit more about it but for me it just kind of naturally happened mm. so I don't think there's I don't really have any like tip or um, wise words it's just do it it's really, not, isn't it yeah it's you know people are like you know follow your dream and follow your passion and <laughs> yeah well great if you know what that is yeah. and if you don't well then uh, like I, I don't know what to say because yeah. like unless you know what it is it's you kind of can't go and do anything about it I think it's just the process of like you're saying just do it like mm. and, and, and the thing is you work things along the way I think when I was younger and a lot of us think that oh no like what I study I have to do that forever mm. like everything you do whether it be study work it all helps you to get to the fight like to, mm -hmm. and you just evolve as time goes on you're like totally. oh, so it's all useful so don't think that oh this is so final I think having that mindset of this is so final if I study this, this is my job for yeah forever. it's like no like absolutely you can not. change and like you'll probably it, it'll all be useful to you one day absolutely like yeah there's no reason why if you study something that you have to do that for the, for the rest of your life if you don't want to do that well then mm. why would you do it exactly so just kind of like <laughs> as things go learn to just go with it and mm. just work from there what did you want to do when you were growing up did you know I wanted to be a firewoman 
Did you? Or or a news presenter? Oh, which I would. You've been really good. At I, that. I I wanted to be a weather weather girl. I'd still quite love to be. Yeah. Um, like you, a you news can totally do that. A news presenter or something. Um, but yeah, I a firewoman or. Yeah. Yeah, presenting the news or the weather. So, what did you do when you left school? <laughs> um, I was working for um, the New Zealand a New Zealand clothing brand called World. Um, I was working in this store, and then I went up and worked in the office, um, and I started up doing their PR for them. And I was kind of just admin girl, um, and I did that for years. And then I started working for Fisher and Paykel, and that's how I got into the workforce analyst kind of role. Right. Um, and I was quite yeah, I like seem to love analyzing data, which I still love to do to a degree, but not all the time. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't go to uni straight away. It was when I actually started working at Fisher and Paykel. Um, they paid or subsidized for me to do my business degree, AUT. I mean, that's how I got into that. Cause I was like, oh, I just want to do study something. Mm. And the, the business degree is so generic um, mm. and you can major in so many different things. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's useful. Like there's things that I've taken away from it that I guess I would naturally just would use um, in my, in what I do now with Two Islands. But yeah, I mean, I've done, that's two things I've studied and I don't use them solely like as a career. Like I didn't like, you know, I did major in marketing and I don't like, I'm not just like a marketer person or Mm. I study nutrition. I don't work in a clinic, but I use um, certain parts of my degree in my day-to-day life. So yeah, if you study something, don't feel like that's what you have to do forever. If you don't want to, totally, just like like they're just like tools to add to your belt. Like mm. basically, just yeah, use everything, and then it just it all. You look back as you get older, right? And I, I've started doing this a lot more now. You're like, oh, that all helped me. Like that stuff all helped, even though it I might not it, yeah. seem relevant. It's all helpful to me now. Mm-hmm. And you had to like learn it. How have you found like um, any like knocks or challenges when it comes to business or life as well? Like how have you dealt with those, you know, like things you really wanted to do or create and then you're like, oh, like how do you deal with that? Yeah. Um, so I guess with Two Islands there's, you know, a few things that I've probably wanted more. more I mean, God, we always, we always want more, right? We're never completely mm-hmm. satisfied as humans. Um things that I perhaps would have wanted to achieve by the 12 month mark that I haven't. Um, and that really has come down to not having other more help on the ground. Um, so doing everything by myself, but that's something that I'm working on at the moment. Um, having someone come on and help me, which will be great. Um, and then another thing, I guess, I mean, this year, I know that we were talking about it the other day when we caught up. Um, I went, I was in a horrible relationship. Um, hindsight is a, Bloody wonderful thing. Mm, isn't it just? Um, <laughs> I was in a relationship that um, I think now I look back on it and I probably stayed in it for as long as I did because everything that the guy said he could give me is everything that I wanted. So, I, you know, I was like, God, I definitely was just settling. All my friends were right. I was I'm settling. Mm. Um, and that really set me back a lot because it caused a lot of anxiety. Mm. Um, which is something I suffer from anyway, not, not, you know, as, as bad as I know some other people, but it's definitely something that I deal with. Um, and I've gotten better at dealing with it as I've got older, cause I've got little tools and things, um, like little rituals I, I follow if I feel like I am getting anxious or if I am anxious, mm. but that was hard. Cause there was, you know, when you are working for yourself, you, you don't 
you know, have a boss who's screaming in your ear, like get into the office. Like I literally would have to write Julia, okay, just get out of bed. Like it's okay. Um, and so there were days or even weeks um, where I was really struggling and it was hard for me to motivate myself and to get out of bed and to actually mm. work. Um, so yeah, shitty relationships. They yeah. can really like just. Oh yeah. They can really F your mind a bit. Yeah. Oh, just, <laughs> and yeah. Emotions and heart. Yeah. Really, everything. Yeah. So with your, you know, the tools and the things you do, mm-hmm. what are some things that help you personally with your anxiety? Yeah. So definitely exercise. And you know, when, there were, would be mornings I'd wake up and I would just be so anxious and I'm like, I can't, I actually can't get out of bed, but it's just as soon as I would get out of bed, mm. um, it's like that instant, okay, I feel better because it's, you know, you lie in bed and you think of everything. Oh, it's horrible lying in bed. It's like myself and my flatmate <laughs> is like that as well. And I'll be like, get up. Like if you're anxious, don't lie in bed. Mm. It's one of the worst things you can do if you have anxiety is lie in bed. You're like swirling in shit basically. Yeah. Like, it's horrible. And you think, oh, I'm just going to like, Right, I, I'm just going to lay in bed and like mm-hmm. try and sleep or whatever. You can't and sleep. No. <laughs> you won't be able to sleep. <laughs> no. You think, oh, just another hour. No, yeah. you won't get another hour. You'll just feel worse. <laughs> so I would get up and headphones and put music on yep. um, and go for a walk or go for a run. And I'd, I'd live in Mount Eden. So I always say, say like Mount Eden, um, like the actual mountain. I'm like, she's my therapist. Mm. So I'd go and I'd walk up there and just sit there Um so exercise for sure. Uh, not drinking alcohol. Mm. My God, I'm an <laughs> I am an introverted extrovert. I say so. I'm not a shy person when it comes to like I may, maybe like public speaking or doing things like this or being on camera. Um, I'm definitely not shy. Like I'm happy to talk about things, but then in a public situation. In public situations, I am the most awkward person. Um, like in an event, or I don't really like going too no. much. Like I, I don't like small talk. Can be really hard with strangers. Oh, I feel like I've got really shit chat, and I don't really have anything cool you to say. Don't no, I had this conversation with my friend. I was like, I reckon I've got real shit chat. No, like you definitely I don't, don't have anything cool to say. No, you do. And so when I'm in a social situation, I feel like people are like, "How are you?" And I'm like. <laughs> I have like, seen you though. Like I've been out before, or and I've and you've told me like I'm going home because I'm really anxious, <laughs> or like you've been, you haven't you've got all dressed up to go to something and you're like, oh, I said that I went out, but I actually just went home because I got ang- I got party anxiety. Yeah, which I understand it's scary. Yeah, party anxiety. So <laughs> I would be in a social situation and I'll just drink. Because I'm like, oh, I've, okay, I've got, got a drink in my hand. I have a few mm. wines. I'll like loosen up a bit, yeah. and I won't be as anxious. But then I'll just get really drunk and do something stupid that I would have anxiety the next day. Oh, my day. God, yeah. <laughs> like, shit, what did I do? Yeah, oh that's God. why I stopped drinking a lot. Like I, I still drink a little bit, but I don't have like huge nights anymore. And I stopped drinking wine about 18 months ago because wine was not good for me. <laughs> like honestly, I just get drunk Your alter fast. ego come I'd out. I do stupid things. I'd... Then the next day I'd be like, oh, no, what did I say? What did I do? And I'd honestly beat myself up for, like, sometimes a week about it and just feel the worst. And I was like, I'm actually, like, come on, it's time to grow up. You've been doing this for, like, <laughs> nearly 30 years. It's time to sort your shit, mate. Like, you're sick of it. Like, Yeah, I yeah. just went through a phase of just going out all the time and mm. just getting so drunk 
and like yeah I guess I, I laugh like, because I've done I, I've done this as well I feel like we've all done it or I'd wake up in places and I'm like shit who is that or like, yeah you're like oh what do we have here what have yeah. we done oh, am no. I in my bed oh no I'm not okay great <laughs> um so yeah alcohol for me is a huge trigger I mean that causes anxiety for yeah. me or knowing that I'm going out and going to be drinking. Is there anything? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So is there anything that you can drink, though? Because I drink a little bit of beer now or like sometimes vodka sodas. But if I drink beer, I don't get anxiety. But if I drink wine, anxiety. And shots, I can't do shots either. It will see, this is. And espresso martinis. Oh, shit. I used to love them, That's right? That's my poison. Oh. I, yeah, see, I can't really drink coffee because I get anxiety. Yeah, but d- Decaf. Yeah, decaf. What up, girl? I'm the same. <laughs> but if I'm out, my like, and I've had a few drinks, I think that I can drink anything. Like, I'm fine. I'm like shots or espresso nah. martinis. Like, who no. do I think I am? That's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I used to drink them all the time and they were like my thing. And then I went to a work thing maybe last or like a couple of years back and I literally had a couple of sips and my heart <laughs> was like racing and I couldn't sleep that whole night. It was like I'd taken a pinger or yeah, something. You, you just lay <laughs> like, I was like, who like... needs drugs? Just have a sip of espresso martini and hello, <laughs> you can't sleep and then you're anxious. Like, Yeah, it's it's a terrible cycle. I mean, some people are lucky and they don't experience any of yeah. this. So. <laughs> a little bit jealous but yeah it's just Um, where we are yeah so I definitely anxiety I'm like I did three months now alcohol and it was amazing um so are there things you can drink that don't give you the anxiety no oh it depends what's what headspace I'm in as well like if I'm got nothing terrible in my life you know no no other stresses in my life yeah like if work's going great and you know I'm in a happy place um I can go out and have a a big night and then not have anxiety the next day. Um, but a cause of yeah, anxiety just in general for me was alcohol. So mm. I know when to not go out yeah. and just say like, actually, no, sorry, I'm not, even though you can go out and not drink alcohol, but when everyone else around you is drinking <laughs> and you're not like, it's not as fun. Nah, and it's, drunk people can be a bit. Oh, and you well. realize I went to Wu-Tang last Friday and I, I drove specifically so that I wouldn't drink. Yeah. Um, I drove there and every, like 99% of the people were just absolutely like off their face. And I was like, Oh, is this what I'm like yeah. when I'm drunk? Yeah. It makes you realize like mm. how out the gate we can get. And you would have felt like, that's the thing as well. When you're, when you're doing what you're doing and you've got a lot on, like being hungover, I can't do it anymore. Mm. Like I just, it writes me off. And then I'm just like, if I like you would have gone to Wu Tang and then the next day you would have felt good mm. and you would have had been productive and been able to get things done on whatever you had on your day. Whereas otherwise you just lie in bed feeling like a corpse basically. And then no, if I'm hungover, I can't. Some people can get up and go about their day and just like battle through it, but I'm like in bed. <laughs> McDonald's, Uber Eats, <laughs> probably for breakfast and for lunch. Yeah, sometimes uh, a couple of times a yeah. day at least. Yeah, yeah. and no exercise. Yeah, because I'm like I can't go for a run or move my body. Um, so it's just really unproductive all yeah. around. So yeah, cutting cutting out alcohol for three months was definitely one of the best things I've done. It's really hard to. Are you going to keep continue. doing that a bit? Or I think not over summer. Yeah, well, I mean, over summer it's just it's fun to go out and you know when it's a beautiful sunny day and have a few wines, um, that's fun. So I'm definitely not that restrictive that I'm just going to cut it out altogether. But I'm restrictive enough that I'm not going to 
drink as much. Not that I like, God, it sounds like I had a, no, a bloody didn't. problem, no. but um, I don't drink during the week, like generally, unless I'm maybe going out for dinner. You know, some people get home every night and have a wine. I've never been that type of person, um, but I'm yeah. a binge drinker. I mean, <laughs> I go out on the weekend and I make up for what I didn't drink during the week. <laughs> exactly. No, I think the thing is with anxiety and people who have it will understand, sometimes it can be two drinks. It mm. could be one, it could be three, and then you could have horrific anxiety. So no, you that doesn't mean that you're drinking a huge amount. Like, yeah, some nights we do, but like you can get anxiety from literally a coffee. So like, mm. it's not like, just a stimulant, right? Yeah, so it's not like you're having huge – in other people's eyes, they could probably do that and be fine, whereas mm. people with anxiety, everyone's got different limits and different yeah. tolerances. Yeah, and sometimes I can go – yeah, like I said, like depending on my mental state, I can be absolutely fine and not have anxiety at all, um, but there are certain things that trigger it or and certain things I know not to do, yeah, t- to not trigger my anxiety or it's not like, you know, I feel for anyone that – literally battles through it oh, every yeah. single day because it is so debilitating. Um, you know, I found I would sit in my office and I'll just, I literally wouldn't be able to work because my brain was just not even mm. like with me. Um, and I would have to go home and lay in bed. So when you're in those really bad times of your anxiety, like mm. it's really bad, um, quite severe, potentially panic attacks and things. Yeah. What do you do to get through it? Um, There's friends who I know that I can call and they'll be like, you know, everything's okay. You know, Mm. it's all okay. So having, and that's, you know, I really learnt to lean on my friends um, when I was battling through a really shitty breakup, which then caused anxiety. So I, you know, I always say to people, just make sure you, you know, have a really good support system around you, even if it is just one person, mm. just one person who you can be open with and, you know, they know, you know that they're not going to, you know, French and judge you anyway, but you know that you can go to them and, and say anything and not feel stupid about it. Cause mm. I sometimes would, I'd feel like my mum was great. She would check in on me every day, you know, and some of my other friends did. And at the beginning I, I felt stupid that mm. I was so sad and like something like a breakup was a cause of so much stress and anxiety. And Mm. I felt, I was like, it shouldn't be like this, but you know, the more people you talk to about it, and this is why it's so, it is good to, you know, keep the conversation flowing is that we've all been through it. Like we've all been through that horrible heartache, you know, and literally nothing anyone will say will make it feel better. Like Mm. people can be like, it's going to be okay. And you're like, fuck off. It's not like, (laughs) I am so sad right now. And you, you know, you're all you're thinking about is this, person who was mean to you and 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 caused the heart the heartache um a-holes yeah (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and and so yeah just talking to people and having people around you that's really what got me through and then Mm. obviously exercising and um and not drinking alcohol yeah (laughs) and you know I sometimes would take um like if it got really bad I'd be like have it, have the old uh, Lorraine Pam? Yeah, on the Pam fams, my yeah, favorite. Yeah, I'm part of that fam. <laughs> Don't you worry. Honestly, I yeah. Like, you got to do whatever you've yeah, got to do to get you through. And like some people are like, oh, 
anti-anxiety medication. It's so bad but for you. But they don't I'm know like, what it's like to have yeah. horrific anxiety. You're like, okay, mate, I'm having a panic attack and I've got to work today. Cool, bro. How do you, how would you do this? Yeah. Like, even doctors I've found in the past can be a bit judgy. Like, oh, you shouldn't really take these too often. I'm like, well, it's not my fault. I had two panic attacks in a, like yeah. a week or whatever. You know, like you yeah. just got to do it. Like you say, you've got to do what you got to do. Whatever it like, whatever works for you mm. is okay. And I think, yeah, there is a bit of a stigma still around medication um, because obviously it's a lot more than just taking medication. Like you say, your exercise, mm. making sure you're getting good sleep and not drinking and eating well and stuff. But then. Sometimes, like, it, you need to take medication. You, yeah, sometimes you need that band It's a chemical imba- imbalance in your mm. brain, and, like, nothing else is going to fix that. Yeah. Um, obviously, all the other things, your, like, self-care practices really help, but... Some days you that's not enough. Like, no. some days, it, like, you know, it, it chills, can be people can laugh. Out. Some people would be like, you know, when I was going through, like, when I was massively battling certain days where exercise, I was like, there's absolutely no way I'm going for a walk. And I would just have, like a little magic pill to get me through. And, you know, people are like, oh, just do exercise. And I'm thinking in my head, fuck off. No, like some days you just, you literally have to do what mm. you've got to do to get through the day. And it's absolutely fine. Like it's there. The medication is there yeah, for a reason. For and no one should be embarrassed or ashamed or feel like they have to hide the fact that they're taking it. I think if you're taking it every single day, well then yeah, that's definitely a bandaid and, mm. and you know, you need to work maybe, to get through that a bit more because you don't want to be taking it every every single day. Mm. Um, but, you know, if you're going through a, a period of time and you need to, well, then who cares? Just like, to get you through that time. To get you through that time, mm. absolutely. Last year you were really open and you actually posted on your Instagram about how you have anxiety. And I, I was like, well done, because a lot of girls and guys will follow you and think, you know, oh, she's got this great life, you know, she's – really cool and pretty and, and, you know, like she has got everything going for her. But then to know that it just, it's relatable and it's like, oh, like she goes through that too. That that's And it makes people feel better about them going through stuff. Yeah. See, this is what I like. I love social media, but I also hate it because it it's all smoke and mirrors. Like everyone's only going to post the good things. Well, you know, most 99% of the time we post the good things on Instagram because you don't want to be there and whinging and whining and talking about how crappy life can be but also it's like it's good to sometimes be real and talk about things and if I you know have have the platform that I do to be able to do that and maybe make someone think that okay that's fine to talk about it and when I did you know I had people saying oh you know thank you for talking about it because I you know have felt silly talking about it or telling my friends because they don't understand and some people don't understand um you know, certain mental illnesses. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. You know, before I'd experienced true heartache, watching my friends go through it, I, I would be like, oh my God, like get over it. Or, you know, like, and, it, and now I'm like, fuck, oh my God, that's so horrible. But I think until you've really experienced something, it's hard to kind of understand what someone is going through. So if I can be like, look, hey, I get anxiety and yeah, it's shit. And like, but let's talk about it. Cause if we talk about it, then it can, you know, we can all help each other through it. So mm. Yeah, totally. And I think, it, yeah, you know, you shared with people that sometimes it was so bad that you couldn't get out of bed. Mm. Like it was debilitating for you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can be. Your worst really times hard. were you like, how long was it like that for? Uh, not long. Um, no, sometimes it would just be like a few. It wouldn't, wasn't like I went for like a month lying mm. in bed. Um, and, it, you know, it comes and it goes and some days it's bad and some days it's not, but it's 
I'm always so, because I work by myself and I'm, you know, by myself a lot, I get in my own head Mm. um, and I do, I'm very much an overthinker. I'm a Cancerian, like I'm very sensitive and emotional. I'm your like typical Cancerian and I do get in my own head and I'm very judgmental of myself Mm. and I, you know, from the outside people can think I'm super confident and, um, you know, yeah, have a great life or whatever, which I, you know, I do have a, a great life and I'm lucky to do what I do, but it's not always happy times. Um, yeah. And I'm even working, you know, I'm working on myself all the time to be a bit more confident, um, and not be so critical of myself. Um, Mm. yeah, it is hard. I mean, I think a lot of us were a harshest critic and Mm. we're so hard on ourselves. Even when we're achieving things, you're like, okay, cool. That's done next. Like you just constantly, you constantly, and then you really, yeah, you're like, you're harder on yourself than anyone else yeah. ever is to you. And I, it's really hard. I get like really awkward when people are like, oh, wow, like you're doing this. It's so cool. And I'm like, because hmm. I don't, well, like at the same time, I just, I feel like I'm just doing whatever. Like That's I don't exactly think it. what I'm doing is that No, because epic. It's, it's normal to you and you're like, you want to do more, 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 yes. more. Yes. And so I do get awkward, but at the same time, I don't want to f- appear ungrateful. Yeah. <laughs> um, and some, you know, I, I would love to be like, yeah, it's, so cool, but that's just not me as a yeah. person. Yeah. Um, that's okay though. Yeah. Um, what are some tips if someone was trying to like work on themselves or build confidence in themselves? Like you say, you're doing things to build confidence in yourself. Yeah. I think um, I've, like, I'm, I'm learning to try and like take a compliment. It's <laughs> good. <laughs> Instead of being like, oh no. No, don't take uh, yeah. it. It's hard though, isn't it? It yeah. is. Well, I do. I get super we weren't awkward. Brought up, I'm like, we weren't brought up to take it. It's like, you no, don't brag. No. no. Tall poppy. No one likes Skype, mate, you know? But at the same time, it should. Like, I love hearing about other people talking about cool things they're doing. Like, yeah. I love hearing, you know, people talk and say, I'm doing this. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, you're so epic. You're so awesome. And I'm like, okay, I need to be more like that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm tr- trying to learn to take a compliment and... I don't know. I don't really, I'm still working. I'm a work in progress with it. That's okay. We all are. Yeah. Um, you also, um, as you've gotten older, do you find, and I think I'm the same as you, like, do you find your biggest uh, triggers for anxiety is relationships? Yeah. Mm, it's mine as well. God, yeah. Mm. And yeah, it can be. Um, yeah, they can be great, but they can be so shit. And especially when you get older and you have a f- quite a, f- uh, not like quite a few, I mean, you have a few, like, you know, and as you're getting older, it's hard, isn't it? Like everyone's sort of settling down and it's like that <laughs> social norms thing again as you get older. And then I know myself, I've found like, you know, you start seeing someone that's going really great and then it fucks out and you're like, oh my God, what the, like there's part of you in the back of there, even though you know it's not true and you've worked on that with your therapist for a long time, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with me? You know what I mean? Like when it happens again and again, yeah. as you get older, it can be hard because you're like, Oh, like, is this ever going to work? You yeah. know, I'm good at like self sabotaging. I think of every possible thing that could go wrong <laughs> and then I make it go wrong. <laughs> Hello, anxiety. Oh. Um, yeah, I, there's, and there is so much pressure, you know, like um, most of my friends now, I'd say nearly all of them are married or have kids or in um, relationships. And my last, you know, the guy I was with in Sydney, I thought that he would, you know, we thought we were going to get married and have babies. And yeah. and I was like, this is one. And then we broke up and, and that was fine. Um, and then I got in another relationship 
that ended not long ago. And again, I thought that was the same thing. And that, cause there is that pressure, you know, everyone thinks, right, you need to get married and then you need to have a baby. And then this is society tells us certain things, certain ways that things have to work. Um, and I knew I was like, okay, one day I would like to have children. I'm not like, oh, I have to have children. I was like, I'd like to have children. Right. I've got lower account. Right. I'm with this guy. I'm not really sure about him though. I'm just going to go freeze my eggs because then it's like, I call it my little insurance policy um, because I don't want to think in my head that I just have to be with someone mm. in order to have a baby. Um, so that's something I went and did a few months ago, went and froze my eggs. How was that? So, oh, good. Like such a weight off my shoulders. It's something I had known for year, uh, quite a few years that I needed to do because I had really low air count. Um and yeah, I just, I was like, I'm just going to go and get this mm. done. And it was such a weight off my shoulders. Cause I was always like, what if I can't have children? And like, I want to have children, but what if I can't, you know, once your eggs are gone, they're gone. Um, and so I just went ahead and, and froze them. And now I'm just like, okay, cool. They're just sitting there hanging out in the freezer until the day that I want to use them slash can you, I mean, I could go on the sperm donor waiting list as my fertility dog asked me if I wanted to do. And I laughed <laughs> at her, but then I found out the wait list was like three years oh, long. So maybe, yeah. you're like, maybe we will go <laughs> maybe, on that. Maybe we will go on that. Um, <laughs> no, I think that's good because it takes the pressure off any yeah. new relationship you don't have mm-hmm. in the back of your mind. And also in your body, mm. you're like being like, okay, like, not that I'm saying you do this, but I think you've got this back in your mind going, okay, well, you know, like it just puts pressure on things. And that's what I felt very yeah. pressured. Like I would have people being like, oh, when are you going to have kids? And like, oh, when are you guys going to have a baby? And I'm like, chill out. We've been eh, together for like not that long. Yeah, like, and like, you don't have to have a, a baby. And also what really irks me is when people even say that to someone, like what if someone physically can't have a baby like they've got fertility issues and I feel like there needs to be a a bit more around that because people are so quick to look at a woman who's you know you know entering her 30s or in her 30s being like oh so when are you when are you going to have kids or do you want to have kids it's like some people actually can't have them so just Mm. there needs to be um just don't ask yeah don't ask and some people don't want to have kids and that's okay as well like there's no judge yeah it's just I think there's like social pressures and social norms, Mm. which are kind of becoming a bit like open these days as things are a bit different, but they're still there and also pressure you put on yourself. Mm. And then people are like, you know, they just have these expectations. And then I feel like some people as well look at people who are in relationships as better than people who aren't. I've found that being single, people can look down on you a bit and like, it's like, well, how, how does you, and I know that from being a single person, sometimes I've done that as well. It's like, how does being in a relationship make you better than someone who's single? Like it doesn't make you better than them or no. more ahead or more advanced in your life. No, well, it's yeah, especially when you're in a relationship and it's a really shitty one. Yeah, <laughs> like I would rather be single 100% than be in a shitty relationship that's causing me like stress and stress every, all and the time. And like it's just, and it gets in the way of your life. Well, and it's like, what's what a waste of time. Well, I, you know, obviously it's learning and lessons. Yeah, I mean, never agree anything. Cause at one time it was exactly what you wanted. Rah, 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 rah. Oh my rah. God, I remember that quote <laughs> back in the day. I'm pretty sure we would have all posted yeah. it. <laughs> Which is, it's true. Um, but sometimes, you know, you can be in a relationship and it can be hard to get out of, but yeah, just because you're, you know, you're with in a relationship or a marriage or whatever, it doesn't mean then it's always great or that you're yeah, better than someone who's who's single. Cause yeah, I, I was one of those people who was in a relationship and it was really 
shitty and now I'm like, yeah, I'm having way more fun. Yeah, isn't it better? Like, to, I, I mean, if, I think as long as you're happy, whatever situation you're in, that's mm. good. And Absolutely. don't just stay in things because you feel you need to. You need to, yeah. Do you feel like you've learned things already from that last relationship and other potential relationships? Oh, totally. Yeah, I feel like every, you know, every relationship you have with someone, whether it be a friend or, you know, a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, um, yeah, it's always nice, you know, even if you've gone through, through, you know, hard time with them, it's always nice to look back on it and go, actually, I like, thank you. Cause I learned this or thank you. Cause I learned that. Mm. Um, and definitely there's, yeah, things that I've learned. And things that I think we can stop repeated behavior mm. and potentially do the same thing again, whether it be self-sabotage <laughs> or I used to have a thing where I just dated arsehole, like fuck boys and, and guys who were dicks. Like, Cause I don't know. I just we like, always go. I've had this conversation so many times this week. <laughs> so many. I don't know how. I've just had this conversation. This is like the third time now. Yeah. Like there's the you know there's what's they saying? Nice guys never finish, win. They or finish, finish last or something. And I like I would always be like whatever, but like no, they do. Yeah. Like the night, like we not always, but like majority of the time we, we like bad boys because it's like you just. They're like there, but like they're kind of not right it's, there. They're yeah. like out of reach. Like you've kind of got if them, but not really. If it's too easy, you're like, oh. This isn't. And also you've got to have a spark with somebody. Mm. I used to think that I what I liked about guys that were a bit cheeky or had that sparkle in their eyes, but I've learned that good guys can have that as well. Yeah. I just got to a point where I just got, I, I had had enough of being treated like shit. And I was like, okay, so I may like get bad guys, but I don't like getting treated like shit. Yeah. So <laughs> what are we going to do differently here? And then honestly, I don't attract Fuck boys anymore. So good. Yes, yeah, so you you get back what you put out, right? Mm. Um, but then why were we why were we attracting that? Like maybe it's just because well, we're- not mine's definitely because I I felt like I wasn't worthy of having someone who would yeah, treat. Yeah, that was me. As yeah, well. I definitely my last relationship. I was like, oh, I'm just this. Maybe this is what I deserve, or this is what I'm all oh, I'm ever gonna get. Babe, I know when you told me that before, that broke my heart. <laughs> And I'd always send you little messages. I'd be like, just remember that you yes. deserve so much. Yeah. And at the time I was like, oh, like, no. But you, like this, I had dinner with a friend a few weeks ago and she was like, look, there's a billion people in this world. Like, do you think that this guy is, that's treating you horribly? Like, why would you think he is the only guy in the world that, you know, you can be with? And she was juggling I, I do not lie, seven guys at the time. She was like, I've got seven on the go. Like there is absolutely more, there are absolutely more out there for you. And I remembered that. I kept that in my head. I was like, yeah, that's so true. There are mm. so many people in this world. And, you know, people talk about like soulmates and, and whatever. And I feel like there's definitely more than, you know, obviously yeah. we have more than one relationship. Well, generally have more than one relationship. There is more than one person out there for us. So, um, you know, if someone is treating you like shit, it can be it's easier said than done right when you're in the relationship but there's no reason why you should have to put up with that no don't put up with it and yeah like it is it is learning yeah your worth and like by leaving that sometimes you are standing up for yourself and your self-worth and you're saying no I actually don't deserve this I should be treated well like you know it can be hard it's you know when I was in my relationship all my friends would be like what are you doing like what are you doing you don't need to be with this person um, pretty much 
all my friends and I was like, oh no, but like I love him. Yeah, <laughs> and you see the, like like me, we see the goodness. Like there'll be one little glimmer yep. and they're mostly an arsehole, but there's one little bit like, look, they're a little angel. Look at them. Look at that golden oh, light. The, excuse, the oh. number of excuses that I made. Because um, <laughs> yeah, I, I always look for the good and I yeah, always want to see the good in mm. someone and I'm like, yeah, there's like a bit of shit over here, but like, look, there's like all this good stuff too. Yeah, but then you've got to look at as well. Like, if the shit outweighs the good, oh. honey, get out, <laughs> get out of there, girlfriend. Oh my god, so good. Um, a lot of girls message me and probably you as well at times and ask me like, how do you get through a breakup? So, Jules Matthews, how do you get through a breakup? Oh god, um, get under to get over. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like, I'm like, looking at you like, I'm not lying. I'm, I'm not lying. I need, uh, <laughs> I need a distraction is the best thing ever. Um, yeah. you know, when you, with your relationship and you put all your energy um, and time into someone and then all of a sudden, boom, they're gone. Obviously it's great having girlfriends, but you don't, <laughs> this is God, I, I'm going to try and say this without sounding like an absolute hussy, but like, um, having, you know, someone else you can put your yeah attention mm. towards and someone that also can give you attention because, you know, we all want to be wanted and yeah. to be loved and to have nice things said to us. Yeah. Um, so when that's gone all of a sudden, you're like, and that's why obviously it's like, don't look for someone to find your happiness in. And that's not what I'm yeah. trying to get at with this. Um but for me, <laughs> even just a little like fling. Or yeah, something, yeah, yeah, absolutely not like going. I'm not one of those like going from relationship to relationship people. I'm definitely happy. Um, yeah, being by myself. But in the initial like, oh, I'm really sad stage. <laughs> that's good because I can never, I can never do that in that sad stage. Yeah, I, that's what I find helps me. Like going out, like just going out with girlfriends yeah. and being with keeping people. busy. Yeah, God, like keeping busy because when you when I would be by myself, I found I would go back to that shitty person. Oh no. Um, yeah. Cause I'm, I would be bored and I'd be like, okay. And it was very back and forth for a long time. And I'm like, God, what a, what, what a waste of time. Um, but that's, was the process that I had yeah. to go through in order to get to where I am. Um, so you're going out and just ha having fun, keeping busy and looking after yourself as well. Yeah and, yeah. and, you know, telling your friends that you're going, you're sad and, you know, and saying, Hey, can you just check in on me? Or like, that's just naturally what my friends would do or what I'll do for them. So having, again, having that support system around you and it's, there's not one way to fix it. Like there's not, Hey, like do this and, no. and you're going to get over your heartache. Like it literally is like day by day. Mm. And some days are so hard and you can cry and, be really sad and not want to get out of bed. And that's fine. It's just, it's just, you have like, there's no pain yeah. like heartache. You have to go through it. I've realized yeah. it's like, you can't avoid it. You have to go through it. And you and I had this discussion a few weeks back, like we'd both been through it as well recently. And it was just like, you know, we messaged each other before we catch up and it was like, oh yeah, how you doing? It's like, I'm in the crybaby stage yeah. right now. Like I'm being a real boss, but I'm also crying a lot. And you're like, oh, I know. Like, you know, it's like that, it's that initial yuck stage and there's, there's nothing as bad as it. Oh, it's just the it's most. It's so yucky, isn't it? Awful. And especially living in Auckland, it's such a bubble mm. and the chance of bumping into someone that you possibly don't want to see is huge. That's why I don't really go out that much, <laughs> especially at that time, especially if I know it's going to be in yeah. areas where you'll see them. Yeah. It's just, it brings it all back up. So yeah, I, I don't really have like <laughs> no one tip to get over, but I find just Those like, keep, yeah. And I, 
I do. That sounds really bad. Get under to get over, but that's literally no. That's okay. That's totally fine. I mean, it's 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 like what people do, right? <laughs> yeah. And as long as you're doing the other stuff of looking after yes, yourself and processing definitely. it, then it's all good. Yeah, definitely. So just having having really good girlfriends and friends, or and then before you know it, you actually don't feel sad about no, it anymore. Yeah. Well, we just saw each other, and you're like, "How are you?" And I was like, "I'm great." And I was like, "How are you?" And you're like, "I'm great." Like, yeah. And it, it was only a few weeks back. Yeah. You know? it, it just is. And then like my the boyfriend I was with for five years, like we broke up and I was absolutely fine. So um, there's no right or wrong. No, there's no right or wrong. And you can feel how you want to feel. And um, yeah, it just, it just takes time. And that's sh- really shit sometimes. Cause mm. my mum would say to me, Jules, it just takes time. It takes time. And I'm like, no, but like how long? And you know, you know, once you've been through it once, you know, you know what to expect yeah. again. You're like, literally, mum, how we go long again? is this going to be? I know, yeah. I know. And that's the thing I was saying to you, like when you go through it again, after you've been through it a few times, you're just like, fuck's sake, mate. Like this was not supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like you can blame anyone because, you know, it's just what happens. Mm. It's life. But I'm just like, oh, I remember another one. I was just like, I don't know if I can do this again. Yeah. And, and you know, that's what can scare some girls into getting into relationship if they've been in a really tough relationship getting into a relationship again or trying to trust a guy again and I can see how that can happen but like you know don't let you know such a temporary you know like feeling that you had in your life of that heartache stop you from finding love again and and being happy again because not all guys are dicks there are some great ones out there Mm. some amazing guys out there and some amazing dicks as well (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean that but yeah (laughs) no I know you didn't but I was like and that as well (laughs) oh my god I wish I wish we could talk I don't know I just feel like there's so much to chat about maybe I have to have you back but yeah thank you so much Jules really appreciate you coming to hang out I think I might have to get you for another time if that's all good maybe talk about like social media and stuff and all that big old world. Oh, yeah. Do you still have no notifications on your phone? No, and I actually made my profile private this morning. Did you? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Because is it set up as a as like a, a business page? Though? Well, I mean, I was doing – Because you can't have a – you can't have private if it's set up as a like yeah. an insight well, and everything. I turned it off. So yeah, I was doing I actually spoke to my manager the other day and I was like, you know what? Unless it's something really epic, I don't care. And I, I'm kind of not getting over social media, but I'm very much like just really want to focus on my business. And it's great, you know, it was great having that income and and, and obviously being able to work with some really cool brands and there were some really cool things I was able to talk about and if I do love something, I'm naturally just going to share it anyway. But if someone wants to pay me for it, cool. But I actually sat down with my manager and I was like, you know what? I'm actually really over it. Um, so I just kind of just want to have a wee bit of a break. Fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think as well, you still have the following. You can still do things with that following when mm-hmm. you want to. It's not like just because you have a private account, you can't do it. No. And I mean, anymore. I never, you know, I, I never, it's not like I go out there and like, I'm like, oh my God, I need to have followers. It's just something no. that like organically happened for me and that's great. And it's cool to be able to the blog. Yeah. And it's cool to be able to have a platform and, you know, be able to share things and talk about things that perhaps aren't the norm, like anxiety or, you know, when I froze my eggs, I was quite open about it. Mm. Um, That's great. But at the same time, it can just get really tiring and, and like scrolling through my feed and, you know, I try not to like look at, you know, skinny girls and be like, Oh, I want to look like them. But like sometimes it's hard. And I'm just like, like, I'm like, Oh, it's, I've got to go to the beach and like wear a bikini and I just feel shit about myself. So I just try and like switch off sometimes. Mm. But yeah, I don't have, never, never have notifications on my phone. Yeah. I did. I did the thing now during the day where I delete the apps. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I, really well, I literally only have Instagram. Like I haven't had Facebook for years. I don't have Snapchat. Um, 
Yeah, I deleted yeah. those apps and I haven't re-downloaded them. Hmm. Like Messenger, Facebook. It's so nice just like having a break because it can take up and like consume you. Mm. And that sounds – how stupid does that sound? Oh, I know. Like that actually sounds ridiculous. But it does. When it's you like, say it out loud, it's like Instagram can consume – but it can. It, it really can. And, I mean, for a long time, my business – that was my business, like – the like Julian Libby was based off sharing things, recipes and and whatever on social media. Um, and it's nice. Like with Two Islands, I have um, a girl that looks after all my social for me because I'm like I actually just don't want like I'll, I love creating the content. Yeah, but and I don't you can't want, do everything. Mm. Like you're doing you're doing a lot, mm. but like you still need people to do those sorts of things. And outsourcing isn't a bad thing. No, yeah, I'm all about outsourcing if and when I can. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks so much, Jules. You're a babe and I love you heaps. And oh, can't wait to too. can't wait to chat about more things soon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. A special thanks to Nick Bourbon, our audio engineer. Please subscribe for more episodes and catch up on eps you may have missed. Five-star reviews help other gal pals find this independent podcast. Please share it with your friends and sharing it on your Instagram story helps heaps too. To find out more about our Boss Babe guests and for the Self Love Club resources and blog posts, check out my website, bellcrawford.com. There's a new post on my go-to self-care practices and you can follow me at bellcrawford on Instagram and Facebook. Feel free to DM me on the gram. I love hearing from you. We've got heaps of boss babes coming up to empower you through 2019 with weekly episodes available each Monday. Catch you soon, babes. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.